It's a game everybody would have understood if the Celtics lost. They could have cashed in their chips and said, hey, we'll wait for the next one. But no Tatum, no Marcus Smart, no Robert Williams. No problem, right? Boston Celtics with a huge win in Toronto. I'm going to talk about it right now on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown's 18 step back. We gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Rain and Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here in the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day, and I'm here for you every day with a bonus podcast today, so not just Monday through Friday, Monday through the weekend, whatever it is, uh, with a free, fresh podcast dropped directly to your device if you're a subscriber, so make sure you are subscribed, watch the show on YouTube, subscribe there as well, join a growing community uh, in the comment section there. It's a lot of fun. People are actually talking. It's a it's a YouTube comment section that you can feel comfortable joining. It's it's rare on YouTube. I'm John Corrales. I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. And uh, today, bonus podcast after the Celtics, 106-104 win over the Toronto Raptors, which came into the game with no Jason Tatum, which was going to be, you know, obviously you don't have Jason Tatum. It's going to be an issue. But then at, uh, at some point in the first... Uh, half Jalen Brown falls into Robert Williams leg and he ends up leaving the game with a hyperextended knee Marcus smart with a really tough turned ankle, which I thought could have been much worse. He leaves the game in the first half. Derek white leaves the game in the fourth quarter after knocking knees with some, someone Celtics just decimated by injuries in this game. And early on, it felt like, okay, they're coming out a little slow Toronto got hot. They really, uh, it, it looked like one of those games where you know, Toronto had the worst effective field goal percentage in the league coming into this game. And they put up a 57 plus percent effective field goal percentage in this game, a, and a percentage that would be the best in the league. Uh, so the Celtics were, uh, allowing the Raptors to get comfortable. The, the Raptors were taking advantage of, uh, turnovers, and they were getting out and running. They were blocking shots. When all of those guys went down, it felt like, hey, this this is a game. It really did feel like the Celtics could have used the get-out-of-jail-free card. Jalen was playing okay, fine, uh, but without Tatum and losing Rob and Smart at the half, you would have thought, okay, that's fine. I I get it. We'll chalk it up, get ready for that back-to-back in Florida. Not going to get too worried about it. But they dug down, they dug deep, they dug deep into their bench. Peyton Pritchard comes in and makes a huge impact. Uh, Grant Williams had a huge game. Malcolm Brogdon had a huge game. The bench, the Celtics bench, outscored Toronto's bench 62-14, to 14, which is an insane number. But Jason Tatum, I mean, sorry, Jalen Brown had 27 points. And because of the circumstances... The rest of the starters only had 17 points. You know, Smart and Rob left after, you know, playing just 15 minutes. Al Horford wasn't playing particularly well. Derek White wasn't scoring a ton. 
and the, you know he had a, he had a, a tough shooting night, and so the Celtics seventeen points from the non Jalen Brown starters, but twenty five points from Grant Williams, the most he's ever scored in a regular season game. 23 from Malcolm Brogdon on 50% shooting, 3 of 5 from 3. Shooting splits, 50, 60, 100 for Malcolm Brogdon. Perfect 4 of 4 from the line. And then Peyton Pritchard, 4 of 7 from 3 in the fourth quarter. 12 points in the fourth quarter alone uh, to come back and win this game. So just a, a, a really great depth win for the Celtics. And, you know, e- even though I think the Celtics, I, I'm, I if any of you, would have been mad. I'd be surprised if the Celtics uh, had lost this game because I think most people would have just said, hey, you're not supposed to win games like this. But to win this game, and we don't know how the Philadelphia game is going to go because I'm, I'm recording before this, but they're down to Sacramento early, if that means anything. But the Celtics are potentially, they're at least five games ahead of, of all of these teams right now. And if Sacramento holds on and they light the beam, they'll be five and a half up on all of these teams, uh, Milwaukee, Philly, six, six and a half up on, or six up right now on Brooklyn, six and a half on the Cavs. This is an important win for the Celtics to kind of build their lead in, in the, in the East. And every, every chance they get to build a lead now means more opportunity to set the minutes and set the rotation for the playoffs and you know, get guys ramped up appropriately without having to, to uh, fight for seeding. The earlier you can solidify your seeding, the better they can be. So the in better shape they can be for the playoffs is super, super important to even get this win, but gritty that they're able to pull this out. I think it's uh, a really, um, it's just a really great win for them to be able to, come together and they get good performances from a lot of different guys. Uh, I thought Jalen Brown recovered well from a tough beginning. The Celtics fell behind. I think Jalen was forcing it again. I think in the second quarter, the the Raptors closed the second quarter on a 19 to seven run that coincided with Jalen coming back into the game. The bench had built a, a lead with a bunch of good ball movement in the second quarter, and then Jalen comes in and is dominating things a little too much, trying to go a little too much Jalen time in the second quarter, and and it hurt the Celtics. And then later on, when he lets the game come to him, that's when things started to work out a little bit better. It's the same story with Jalen Brown, who I think is an incredible player who can be a top 15 player in the league and make an all-NBA team, and I think is deservedly getting a lot of accolades for his season. But when he's not playing uh, the right way, when he's chasing things a little too much, that's when it falls out of his reach. The less he chases, the more uh, it comes to him. That's it's kind of like the uh, you know winning somebody's heart. If you chase, 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 you might lose it. But if you play it cool and let it come to you, then it it works out well for you, right? That's what Jalen needs to do when it comes to playing. But they recovered well in the second half. Um, again, Brogdon was was huge. Brogdon's steadiness in this game was really, really important. That's the type of veteran leadership that they needed. Grant Williams was amazing in the first, in the second quarter, especially hitting some incredible shots, step back shots. Um, I thought in the third quarter, 
when uh, when Rob was out, the third quarter minutes from Luke Cornett were huge. There there are a couple of little spots in here that I thought were really really huge for the Celtics that allowed them to win this game beyond Peyton Pritchard hitting a bunch of shots and and, and Grant Williams hitting a bunch of shots and Brogdon and Jalen playing a, a great fourth quarter. Uh, the beginning of the first, uh, the second half, the third quarter, where Luke was really defending the rim well. He had a good four or five minute stretch there, really good defense. That helped the Celtics kind of stay close because they were they were having some trouble scoring on the other end. But Cornet, they went at Cornet, and he he did not break. He bent a little bit on a couple of plays, but he did not break. He defended the rim well. That helped the Celtics keep things close enough where they could make their run later. If he doesn't, if he doesn't have that third quarter st- uh, stretch, then the Celtics don't have it in them. I don't think they have the. I think the the lead gets too big is what I'm trying to say for Toronto. And I don't think they have it in them to come back from whatever the lead would have been. I think Toronto would have started to pull away. And then in the fourth quarter, a key, key moment in the fourth quarter, with about a minute to go, was a, the Raptors, Siakam, hits two free throws to make it 106-104 with 115 left. Celtics get possession. They run it all the way down. Al Horford takes a desperation. That's not a good offensive possession. Al Horford takes a desperation shot that catches the rim at the end of the shot clock. Richard gets the offensive rebound, and the Celtics run the clock down some more. They missed the shot, but the Raptors didn't get the ball back until 33 seconds left on the clock. You're running 40-plus seconds off the clock. You're, you're that, that right there takes away at least one, maybe two possessions from the Raptors in a two-point game where even if they come down and miss, let's say that that's just a normal possession where the Celtics shoot the ball with 16 seconds on the clock, they miss, and Toronto gets the rebound. That's maybe two more opportunities for the Raptors to come down, and even if they miss, they can come down and play some defense and maybe get the ball back. Running that much time off the clock adds desperation. And then Al Horford could do what he did because Al Horford came up huge with his defensive stops. So the the block on Siakam, this was a good call too. They they missed the on, on the broadcast, they missed what this part of the call was because he didn't tie up Siakam. But when when you block a shot, and that, that did count as a block shot, and the guy, the offensive player catches it and lands, so it looks like it might be a travel, that gets called a jump ball because you blocked it. The guy jumps with the ball in his hands. You block it. It comes out of his hands and he catches it and lands. That's that's a jump ball by rule. So uh, that was a good call. And they blow the jump ball. Hor- Horford ties up. I forget who it was. Again, then he wins the jump ball. And the Celtics hold on. Luckily, luckily, I got to call out Joe Mazzula on this one. And he knows that he he botched this. There are a couple of spots there uh, at the end. One spot before the jump ball where Grant Williams gets elbowed in the in the gut and and crumples to the to the floor. The Celtics had two timeouts left. There were 40, 40 seconds left or so. Uh, whatever it was. Um, 
And Pritchard, no, it was less than 40 seconds. Pritchard um, gets the ball. Toronto is pressing. Grant is still on the floor. Joe Mazzulla should have called a timeout there because the Celtics were shorthanded. That allowed basically uh, like a hockey pull the goalie situation. And the Celtics were playing four on five at that point. Call a timeout, get everything set up, inbound the ball, and then go back down the floor. Instead, they get they they turn the ball over. Now, luckily, uh, Nick Nurse called a timeout there, which I don't think he should have because Grant was still kind of just getting up. They had an opportunity to score. Okay. And then Joe calls a timeout. There's 3.8 seconds on the clock. Horford wins the jump ball. Jalen Brown gets it. And he's, instead of just letting Jalen Brown get fouled or Jalen Brown takes a dribble and, or whatever, they call a timeout. And yeah, you advance it, but you didn't have to advance it at that point. It's 3.8 seconds left. Toronto had to foul. All Jalen had to do was hold on to the ball and they were going to foul him. In fact, the referees in that situation know that Toronto has to foul, so they're going to be quick with the whistle. So they can, you know, they're part of it. They know Toronto needs the foul. Toronto needs time. Toronto doesn't have any timeouts. So the refs are going to be quick with that whistle. Let Jalen Brown, your star player, go. Hit the two free throws. Go up four and end the game. Instead, now you let the, the Raptors set a defense. I don't remember if they made any subs, but they set a defense. And Grant Williams commits the offensive foul, almost undoes all of the great stuff that he did. So... That was a couple, a couple of real uh, botched situations there by Joe Mazzulla. Uh, so the Celtics were lucky enough to overcome that. But just great depth all the way around, great poise. And you get Peyton Pritchard coming in off the bench after not playing. And, and we all know the situation there. And it doesn't change my opinion of I, don't, I still don't think the opportunity is here for Pritchard to, to blossom. It's great to have him. I'm glad that they have him. But if an opportunity comes up where him and Gallinari get them a good bench piece that's going to be used, I still, I'm still pro doing that. Um, and I still think that he's he's better off going somewhere else at some point to get his actual NBA opportunity to play some real consistent minutes. But for now, that he's on the on the Celtics bench, that's great. He's an absolute luxury to have. Uh, and I'm I'm happy that that he's there to have this opportunity when when guys go down. He made the absolute most of it, not just the four threes, but that offensive rebound uh, as well. Um, yeah, this is this was a this was a great a, a great performance, um, all things considered. That's gonna do it for this this uh, bonus podcast. It's a quick hitter, uh, 15 minutes. I'll talk more about the game tomorrow. Uh, as I kind of let everything settle and, and watch things again and go through the stats again and all of that stuff. But I wanted to get you something so you can celebrate this win because this is a big one for the Celtics. Nine in a row, uh, a huge one in Toronto. And uh, just, oh, by, by the way, injury um, updates. It seems like Robert Williams is going to be fine. And and Marcus Smart is listed is is a day-to-day thing. So that I wouldn't be surprised if he misses a couple more games, uh, just just because he can, or at least at least the front half of the back to back because he probably can. Uh, 
but so they, they managed to, I think, I think they got lucky on those two things. And Derek White is fine. He, he knocked knees, even though he missed the stretch run. Uh, he's fine as well. So I think the Celtics kind of lucked out there. Uh, back tomorrow with uh, the Monday podcast. So hope you uh, enjoy this one and you enjoy this win. And subscribe if you're not a subscriber. If you are a subscriber, I would love it if you shared the podcast. Tell your friends and family that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.